So here it is, episode one of the Team on Tours Real Football Stories. And today I'm joined by a man who's forgotten more about ground hopping in Spain than I'll ever know. Uh, he's your go-to guy if you're planning a football trip to Madrid or Spain in general, I think it's fair to say. It's the football pirate himself, the ground hopping king of Spanish football, and the only man I know who shares a name with a Premier League title winning club. It's Mr Lester Drake. Hello Lester. Hello Roddy, good to see you. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Very well. Now, I hope you don't mind me saying that you're actually my second choice uh, person for this debut episode. Uh, I was actually hoping to get Gareth Bale on, uh, but he couldn't make it. The times he was free, I was away, and then when I was free, he was busy playing golf. So uh, it just didn't quite work out. Uh, but anyway, it's an, it's an honour to have you on as my very first guest. Uh, you have genuinely been a massive help to me as I've got to know the Madrid football scene uh, in way more depth than I would have imagined up to a couple of years ago. Uh, so you've provided me with a lot of really valuable nuggets of information along very the way. Welcome, so Ronnie. thank you very much for that, You're Lester. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Uh, considering the, the story behind the team on tour, uh, I thought this would be a fitting topic to start the, the series with. Uh, and I think you could also say Madrid has become a, a popular destination for football fans, for ground mm. hoppers. Definitely. Obviously, Real Madrid and Atletico having success at the, mm-hmm. the top end of the game. Getafe qualifying for Europe. Uh, we've had Leganes, we've had Rayo playing in La Liga, yeah. uh, obviously not this season with uh, Rayo's case, uh, and Fuenlabrada uh, making it up to Segunda for Absolutely, the first time yeah, in, their, yeah. uh, in their history. Now, I think you know the Madrid football scene in more depth than, than I do, certainly, uh, and probably more than pretty much most people, uh, I think I would say. Possibly, um, possibly, but who knows? We always learn something off each other, don't we? It's very modest. Day, yeah. It's very modest. <laughs> um, now, b- before we get into it in too much detail, I wanted just to go back to something I referred to just there in the introduction. Uh, Football Pirate mm. is your Twitter username. Uh, is your Facebook page is right, called yeah. t- uh, Football yeah. Pirate. Uh, what's that actually a reference to? Okay, well, I mean, you, obviously, my, my surname is Drake, because, you know, my full name is Lester Drake. And, of course, Drake, uh, at least in... In England, is uh, seen as a bit of a national uh, hero, I believe, from uh, some activities that went on in what, 16th century or something. I'm not a great historian, but uh, in Spain, he's seen as a pirate. So uh, I thought it would be quite nice to use that as a, as a kind of a link, in a kind of a semi-humorous way. But also, uh, I guess it's the sense of I'm not really following one team. I'm going from, if you like, one port to another, one ground to another, uh, collecting my uh, my treasures as I go and uh, so I guess there's a double connection with that um, as I think I, you know, I've, I've made it clear to other people I'm not pillaging whenever I visit a new football <laughs> ground that's where the, maybe I'm enjoying the beer the, the bocadillos the, the football meeting people but that's where the, we draw the line I've, no, I've never seen you with a beer in your hand before <laughs> right. never. Um, yeah so I've known you for quite a long time and it yep. just dawned on me that I hadn't I'd never really asked yeah, you about that yeah, I didn't really yeah. know the, the story behind that um, so I just wanted to start really by giving everybody a bit of an idea of your dedication to, to ground hopping. Um, how many countries have you visited for football or how many, how many countries have you been to a football game in? Would you um, say? I think at the moment as we are recording it's, it's 21-22 but um, to be honest it's something actually I didn't really think about doing for a long time. I think originally I used to go on holiday and not watch football but um, why not kill two birds with, with, uh, with one stone so uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Any particularly memorable ground hopping trips abroad would you say? Uh, there have been there so many that I've done but I mean I think I'm a big fan I think as you know of the Balkans themselves to visit to 
traveling and so adding Balkan football to that is something for me that's, that's kind of quite special um, Is there something that stands out about Balkan football would you say? I think it's somewhere for good and for bad maybe it's a little bit more chaotic it's a bit more like maybe not meant in a pejorative sense a bit more like UK football in the 80s in some, some ways okay. you know, a few more crumbling terraces um, maybe the, the supporters could be treated a little bit better by the police but I, I'm making a, a, a sweeping generalisation there I think there's just a lot more character and personality there are not many uh, soulless out of ground football stadiums in the Balkans uh, let, let's put it that way so yeah, uh, yeah. So for me that's a, anywhere in the Balkans great to visit uh, but I mean any Honestly, anywhere I've been to Armenia, Georgia, Belarus uh, last summer, wherever you go, you find some, you'll find something. And you also realise that we're all pretty much the same. We, all, we just love watching football. And you meet someone, you can look for differences, but... That's you know, it. The language of football is you know, exactly, universal. Exactly. universal. Um, right, coming on to, to Madrid. How long have you been in Madrid now? Mm. Well, I arrived here in 1999, so it, this would have been my 20th anniversary. I don't know if you get a badge for that but I actually escaped for a couple of years if that to uh, uh so you need to wait yeah I've got to wait uh, for the for the for the badge um so yeah I don't know 17 18 years maybe in total so I've been here uh, yeah. it's my it's my 10 year anniversary on congratulations Brexit that's on, oh dear yeah. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a sign <laughs> or what I don't know how I feel about that oh my god I should read too much into that no. um so well how many how many different grounds or do you know how many different grounds that you've been to around Madrid or maybe around Spain yeah more or less? I, I'm not 100% sure I mean because uh, I think we both use the same app don't we which yeah. is Groundhopper which I'm sure some of the listeners are, are familiar with um, if you're yeah if you're not familiar with this app we might mention it a few times yeah. um and it's a it's a fantastic app uh that you can use basically just to track all the games you've been to. You can keep a register of them. Uh, you can find games. For me, that's actually the best thing ah, about it. Terrific. Is when Absolutely. you're in a country or a city you don't know very well, uh, and you have a, a way to find games that are being played nearby, is is really amazing. Wonderful, yeah. absolutely wonderful. So Groundhopper tells me I'm on 243. There are obviously a few others that I've been to which maybe are not on the app as yet. Um, but again, it's something I didn't really sort of do originally I lived in Spain enjoyed watching football it's only the last three or four years I've really started making an effort to um, to, to, to use my time um, well, unwisely some people might say so right, so 200, 243 grounds yeah. in games. How many games would that be, more or less? I know, you know? I'm past 950. I mean, I'm 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 well past 950 now. So closing at some in, point, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, going for the for the for the th- big thousand. Maybe maybe springtime. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, yeah. A, a lot. You think you add that by times it by 90 or and whatever the referee added on. That's a lot of time, isn't it? Plus plus all the time you spent travelling to get there. It really uh, is. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, yeah. a big chunk of your life isn't it you know? oh completely yeah um, I if anybody follows me on Twitter hopefully there's a few of you that, that do uh, you might have seen that I did a I did a kind of a map of all the grounds around oh, Spain yes, yeah. um, and I think I discovered that there were 479 <sighs> grounds between but not all not in all of Spain but between the between La Liga and the Tercera which is the uh-huh. the fourth tier in Spain it means right. third but it's the fourth tier um I would imagine that you must have done more of the 479 than pretty much anyone, huh? I would have done a decent amount. I mean, I think part, I think we have to say, I think it, it, it's not, I'll maybe touch on this later, the groundhog is not so big in Spain. So if we went to Germany or England or Scotland or Belgium, it would be a different a different scenario, wouldn't it? But in Spain, I don't know very many. I mean, more people tend to follow a team, I guess, in Spain. So they might be more limited by, by yeah, what they watch. Yeah, I would agree with that, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I always feel that you will go to greater lengths 
to get to a game of football than I will. Uh, I sometimes wake up on a Sunday morning and it's cold and I think, oh, do you know what? I might just, <laughs> might just snooze the alarm. Yeah. Um, are there any particularly extreme things that you've done to go to a game of football? Not, I mean, not as extreme as you'd think, but I mean, I, I'm, I, we've got, I think, one or two friends, haven't we, and acquaintances that like sleeping yeah. on airport benches and, 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 and doing ridiculous <laughs> yeah. circuits to, to, yeah. <laughs> to get to grounds. Um, I mean, uh, probably when I was in, in Georgia a few years ago, I, I went to, well, I saw a game in Georgia, I was traveling in Georgia anyway, hmm. uh, and I realized that I had a chance to go to, to Yerevan, the capital of, of Armenia, where there was going to be a derby on. Um, and to be honest, I really wanted to go to the country, but the football definitely swung it because I thought, when am I next going to be in this part of the world? It's uh, so I, I did take a mini bus for I don't know it was for for eight or nine hours uh, across the border over to the capital, watched a game of football, uh, and and then came back again. But I didn't do it in one day. I did then once I was there, I enjoyed it so much. I I stayed on. So yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing. Uh, I've done a lot of overnight buses. Which again, you have to do in Spain, don't you? Because yeah, sometimes, sometimes the only we, option, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we don't know the kickoff time. Uh, one of our big gripes, oh. isn't it, is they tell us the kickoff what two weeks before, maybe or, <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to a, a, a Real Betis game a few years ago in La Coruña, and and I I was so pleased with myself. I booked the flight at, at, I don't know nine a.m. on a Saturday with EasyJet in those days, three euros ninety nine. So excited! Oh, those are the days. Eh? Bought the return to come back Sunday evening. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't know the kickoff at the time, but I thought I was pretty safe. And then uh, last minute, the game was moved to 7 p.m. And they would have moved it like three days before <laughs> yeah, or something, exactly. knowing the Spanish. Yeah, uh, so that's system. exactly what they did. Yeah. So, uh, so in the end, I, I stayed. I thought I'm watching the game. I've done that. I've made my made my bed. I'm gonna gonna do this. Uh, had to get an overnight bus back to Madrid, 6 a.m. Run home, shower, go to work. So I've had to do that a few times. But uh, I think there are people that have probably I think suffered more. <laughs> okay, even even so, you're putting you're putting me to shame. You're putting me to shame. Um, you're obviously an Essex boy at I heart. Am. Absolutely. Uh, what's your what's your team back in England? So uh, growing up, really, I watched Chelmsford City a lot. There's probably a, a connection with local football and non-league football here. But I watched a lot of Chelmsford City games. You know, in probably my um, I don't know pre-teen, then teen teen years. Um, I think in those days we had a bit of a we had a bigger problem with football hooliganism in England anyway. Okay. So yeah. my mum never really encouraged me to go into London and watch one of the bigger teams. So it was seen as okay, you can watch football, but you just go down the road and, and pay your pound to go and watch Chelmsford. So really, that that would be my my, my probably my main team. Although I, I then went to university in Stoke on Trent mm-hmm. uh, and lived really near Port Vale's ground. And as you know, with football, if you live near a ground. You're going to go and watch them once. And if you watch them a few times, you get a soft spot for them. And then I, so I lived there for a number of years, university, got a job there, uh, and I got a season ticket and I went to a few away games. So you've, so you've done it on many a wet Tuesday night in Stoke then? Absolutely, absolutely. But in sunny Burslem, where the sun does break through once a year <laughs> at least. <laughs> Have you got any, any favourite memories of watching Chelmsford or, or watching Port Vale play? I think both cases, because they're, I mean, although Port Vale had some, I don't know, relative success got into what's now the championship for a few yeah, years. I remember in the 90s, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah. when uh, when John Rudge was the was the manager. But I think in both cases, I'd, I'd probably say FA Cup matches. And I think we've, we've talked about the, the romance of the Cup disappearing yeah. in, in recent times. But for me, seeing Port Vale get a, a, a draw at Cup holders Everton away from home in the snow, winning the replay, uh, taking on you know Leeds, Liverpool, beating Southampton from the Premier League. Uh, and the same with Chelmsford, seeing them take on teams from higher leagues in the non-league and then even league, league teams. Um, for me, that's 
Uh, for me, there's still the spirit. The FA Cup for me kind of ends in January. For many, it starts, but yeah, I think yeah. the, the months beforehand have got so many, so many stories. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, my English footballing highlights, uh, probably FA Cup. Okay, yeah. okay. And Chelmsford, how, how are they getting on? Uh, They're in, uh, oh. well, for those that don't know, in, in England's sixth tier, which is okay. called the, the National League South. And yeah. they're kind of mid-table. They're not doing too well at the moment. But they're, they're, they're one of those teams that I think would do all right in the Football League. They've got a good catchment, big, decent, okay, yeah, I guess size would, population. Yeah. They might be the biggest town. Oh, sorry, it's a city now. The biggest city never to have a Football League club. But I'd like someone to, to maybe um, contact okay, us. Okay, I like that. That's, correct us that's, on that's, that one. That's good. I mean, do you yeah. know what I might turn this to a regular feature? Just set a little, yeah. a little quiz question like uh, each week. I'm sure there's boroughs like of one, London yeah. that have not had yeah, maybe a yeah. like, bigger population. But as a separate city, ah, that's it interesting. might be the biggest interesting. one that's not had a league club. Okay, yeah. If anybody knows, uh, let, us, let us know for Answers sure. on a postcard. Um, do, you, do you normally, when you go back home... Do you normally try and get a game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always try and go back at Christmas, and of course, Christmas back home, Boxing Day football. So, uh, you know, if I can get oh, get a derby, get a derby with Chelmsford this year, it will be Braintree or Billericay. It'll be one of the local mm. sides. So, okay. yeah, always try and get a game in, and maybe in August if I'm if I'm back as well. So, yeah, great. Okay, well, obviously, twenty years of Spain, or almost twenty years yeah. of Spain. Uh, have you adopted a, a Spanish team? Yeah, again, as you know, football can... Sometimes it's random, isn't it? It's where you are at a certain time. And I was on a holiday... This is before I lived here. So actually, we're going back 23 years, maybe. I, I was on a holiday in Andalusia with a friend. And uh, we happened to be in, for me, one of the most beautiful cities. Not only in Spain, maybe in Europe. Seville. I love Seville, yeah. Great place. And Real Betis were playing at home against Rathing Santa okay. there. So me and my friend, both football fans, both Port Vale fans, we, we went and watched them. And then that, that was kind of it. Always looked out for the... The scores. Then when I came to live here and everyone said, are you going to be Atleti? Are you going to be Real Madrid? Are you going to be Raito? And I was like, ah, I've already got my already got my Spanish team. So, yeah. so Real Betis would be, my, would be my main, if we're going in the La Liga sort yeah, of area. That yeah. Kind of level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, uh, do you get down there sometimes to watch, watch them play? Not as often as I do now. Now uh, I'm slightly older than when I arrived. But I used to, we were talking about lengths to get to games. I used to do a lot of... Um, games on a, on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening in, in Seville, okay. and get the overnight bus back to Madrid, oh, six love hours, it. again, getting at 6am, home, shower, and go to work, so, but I think I could do it more easily in those days, it's not. I know, that's the thing, we're getting yeah. older, eh? time Scott catches more up, commitments. <laughs> that's right, that's, that's right. right, that's the problem, other things getting, uh, getting the way do. of more important they things, do. Like, houses like and football houses and, and stuff, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and children, how, how, how did you get into ground hopping in the first place? Totally, really quite random, because although, you know, like you back in Scotland, you know, I watched a lot of football growing up, went to a lot of games, went to away games with the, the teams and friends that, that I knew. Um, I never really considered it something that I, that I kind of would consciously do, pick a game from week to week. But um, many years ago in my sort of first, let's say my first decade in Madrid, yeah. uh, I, I used to live with a, a Spanish girl, then my, my, my girlfriend. And as you know, the nightlife in Madrid is really rather good. Uh, we used to get in at four, five, six o'clock. I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't noticed. Yeah, <laughs> hadn't noticed. <never laughs> I hadn't noticed that, that. and uh, which was fine. But Sunday morning, I'm still. Even if I go out late, I like to get up. Sunday, Sunday, especially in winter, I like to see a bit of daylight. And uh, my then girlfriend would, of course, just stay in bed like a, like a sort of you know snoring away until whatever time. Couldn't get her out of bed, and I. There was the point where I was like little bit bored really yeah and of course one of the great things is you know lower league football in in madrid it tends to be in the morning so for me it was okay 
leave you in bed. I'm off 11 o'clock, 11.30 kickoff. We'll meet for lunch, 2 o'clock, somewhere like that. And for, I think from that, the curiosity started. Well, what are the little grounds like? Do you put, you know, is there more than Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid in this city? Is there, are there teams that are on a par with, with say, Barnet in, in London or, or something? It's like amazing. That? If you like, scratch yeah. just a little bit under the surface, how, right. many, how many clubs you can find. Because I was, I was the same as you. And I think for me, the first seven or eight years of living in Madrid, I didn't yeah. know any, yeah, cl- any really clubs that I've visited. So much. I looked yeah. at the league tables. I sort of knew some teams existed, but but then I thought, yeah, okay. And of course, got the Metro map out. And in those days, I don't think I had any Google Maps. So I still, I had the Madrid equivalent of a, an A to Z, a, a kind of Callejero. I right, yeah. love looking at that and trying to, oh, is that a football ground? It's a yeah. rectangle of green. <laughs> <laughs> Old school, old school. I old love school, it though. I love totally. it. Does, does Groundhopping appeal more to you? Would you say than like following the same team around? Is there something that you know if you discover new things? You yeah, it's got a good question, isn't it? Because I think the the following one team, home and away, you become part of a club's family, don't you? And and, and that's kind of nice. You know the same fans and going away. Yeah, I think although it's something that I kind of like the idea of. I think in Madrid, the lower league football is a kind of community in itself. Anyway, oh, a lot yeah, of definitely, people yeah. from. The little clubs know each other anyway, and it's a kind of, yeah, we'll see you in June, we'll see you in January, we'll see you in... So I've got the best of both worlds. I think, you know, one or two of the, the guys that we know um, follow teams. So I tend to watch the same two or three teams quite a lot. And some of their away games. So I've got that I guess by that of, way you get round a few other grounds. Yeah, well, yeah, and you get to other grounds and you get to know more people and you get that kind of... You do have those moments of, let's say, you're not as... I never really know the difference here, but kind of I think we would say sympathizante here. Kind of, yeah, you've got a, soft, like a soft spot, spot isn't soft it? Yeah. spot for the for a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's that moment when they do score a goal that stops them getting relegated, where you celebrate it and you yeah. realise that you do have some feeling for the team, but clearly it's not the same passion as as full time supporter. Uh, exactly, right? right. But yeah. you because do you have a season ticket this season? Or was I've that got, last I, season was yeah, it? no, I've got uh, last year I had Rayo Majadonda in the second division yeah. uh, and Unión Darve in the segunda B. Um, both of them got relegated. Uh, jinx. I'm <laughs> total jinx. Um, Good to Real Madrid this season. Oh, yeah, yeah. People have been, been offering me money or all, all kind of uh, trips abroad. So Leicester, please <laughs> go to Real Madrid. Yeah. Or, or which other team they, 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 they don't care much for. Or, or Barcelona, <laughs> or, just in case anyone's uh, not, not happy with that comment. We, we don't want to upset, so we've got to be no, n- neutral here. Um, so this year I've got one for a Darve again although really technically it's free to get in in the third division but it's kind of a it's my way of supporting local football I'm yeah. a real believer as you know in, in supporting local football we have Real Madrid it's a great club Atletico Madrid Barcelona but without these small clubs then the, 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 the big ones won't, wouldn't exist either the way you need, a, you need yeah. a food chain for want of a better expression no no that's right um, I've also got one for a team that's a little bit controversial I've got one for a team called Flat Earth uh, for anyone who's never heard of them uh, I suggest you, <laughs> you Google them uh, the real Definitely. reason and this is not a cop out the reason I got it is they had a terrific season ticket offer of 20 euros and they charge 10 euros for one game. So anyone listening can do the maths. I have a soft spot for one or two of the visiting teams. And I know some friends that will be going to the as away <laughs> yeah. fans. So You're going to sport the away it's, fans. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say that I'm anti the home team at all. But uh, it's, a, it's a nice little ground, actually. Tight ground and mm. uh, very cheap uh, bar kiosk as well. So, you yeah, know, it's it's, the other thing is 
they play in the evening a lot. A lot of teams here, as you know, I think yeah. we just touched on, play in the morning. So it's a good, good way of seeing at least two games the same, the same weekend. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk about those, uh, those issues just yeah. in, a, in a second, actually. Yeah. Um, how, would you, how would you describe the groundhop in Cena Madrid in general? You said before that, mm. you know, groundhop is not a really a big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know, how, how much of a big deal is it? Well, yeah, it's what I've noticed is is that there's obviously a lot of us um, from abroad that clearly have brought our mentality from from back home here, haven't we? They yeah. say we've got English, Irish, Scottish, uh, Swedish, German, Dutch. We've got a, quite a nice mixture of people. Spanish people at the beginning there weren't very many. I I have noticed again touching below the surface and speaking to people one or two WhatsApp groups I'm on that there are people who will go and watch a random match on a Saturday or Sunday. Maybe, again, within the community of Madrid, perhaps mm. they wouldn't suddenly travel 300 kilometres for a game. But I, I get the impression, like a lot of things in Spain, and this is, again, not meant in a, in a negative sense, it's something that's just going to come later to Spain. I've noticed yeah. the, app, the app that we use, suddenly there are more people on Groundhopper from Spain. Yeah, but they're arriving later. They're a bit lower down, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's as a city, it's a great place for ground hopping. I mean, that, that's the would be what I'd recommend. It's an absolutely terrific city. Great transport network. Easy to get from A to B. Um, for me, that that's that's the key thing about Madrid. Beyond that's maybe another thing, isn't it? But yeah. I think within well, it's definitely a, it's definitely a cultural thing, though, isn't it? As well, even if you go yeah. up to you're right. If, if you go up to La Liga and you, you watch a game there, you don't often see a lot of away fans that's right and even I, I remember last season I think it was Rio were playing Real Madrid and Real Madrid yes. had taken yeah. 50 fans or something yeah. like this yeah. which for me is incredible yeah. because the whole, the whole well not the whole city but a very large percentage of the city is Real yeah. Madrid supporters they could have two or three thousand whatever oh, they could have an allocation yeah. couldn't they yeah. Um, so yeah I mean so I think it's, it's from the top down isn't it if it's something that's not done at, at the top of the game then yeah. it's less likely to be at the, at the bottom of the game isn't it in and the, I think for me it's a bit of a shame because I mean it's, it's easy for me to say coming from a small country where the distances sure. are short yeah. uh, and you know teams in the top league will take 2,000, right. 3,000 fans every week uh, but it's true I think it Takes a little bit away from the atmosphere. I always find. I think um, so. I think so. It's, it's really so welcome when you see when you actually see oh, it's an great away when fan. You see it. Yeah, yeah. That away fan group. It's yeah, great yeah. when you see it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've kind of hinted at this already, uh, but how how easy is it to be a ground topper in Madrid? Would you say what what or what difficulties or what challenges are there? Yeah. I mean, I think the, 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 first of all, the 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 easiest part actually is the, is the transport. So, so, so go on the positive. Oh, the transport yeah. system in Madrid: metro, suburban railway, bus. It's not. It's a big city, but it's also it's not London. I mean, you can walk around a big chunk of it too. And connected to the satellite towns, the, the transport is excellent as well. One or two of the villages might be trickier on a Sunday, but for me, that's that's the best thing. You can get the other side of the region in in, in pretty much no time. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy a, to get around, isn't good, it? It's good. The, the 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 negative perhaps is that actually. Although we've criticised the La Liga, maybe the second division here, they often announce the kickoff times really very short notice. They can do that occasionally here in the in the Segunda B, maybe the third tier, yeah, uh, even the fourth tier. I think the main problem might be that so many actually kick off at the same time in in the morning, and I think we've we've talked about it. We before, saw that just we? the other week. I yeah. think like literally every single tercera game was at the same time, yeah, and all the Segunda B games. That yes. were being played in Madrid were That's also right. at the same time. Yeah, I think it was fourteen or fifteen in total, wasn't Something it? Like that, yeah, eleven thirty or twelve o'clock. 
So that's not going to encourage people to go to more games, is it? If they're all at the same time. So maybe yeah. that's that's one area that I, you know I'd like to see change. But then it's a cultural thing, and maybe that's what people prefer playing football before lunch. And I think you have to respect that as well. That's that's what they do. Yeah. I do. You ever feel? Do you ever get the feeling that sometimes the morning games are almost a bit too early because it's like people aren't aren't quite ready for the day yet. Yeah. So they go along, and it's a bit, sometimes a bit of a sleepy kind of feel. Sometimes, not always. But I think in some you're right. Point, some, in some cases, I, I sometimes have that feeling. Yeah, I think if you take away sort of, say, playoff games, just your regular league games, uh, people do. People rock up a bit late, don't they? People, especially with season tickets, yep. they wander in, they go and find the kiosk, they go and find the cafe, have a coffee. They might miss the first 10 minutes and they're not losing any sleep over it. They're, they're kind of, uh, yeah, it's got that atmosphere. Maybe it's, um, that's where the, the, the excitable Spanish ref comes into play. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say this, right? That, they usually perk up after they've had a couple of canyas, a couple yeah, of years, right. or there's been a contentious refereeing decision. That's it. That's and then need. they start going wild. Exactly. People, people were probably very unfair about refs. I think they kind of, they kind of sparked the game into life. Uh, uh, definitely in the Spanish lower leagues. Oh, you definitely. get some great shouts at the Spanish uh, lower league games because obviously everyone can hear them. Uh, Total. So if you speak, a lot of comedians. Uh, yeah. If you speak Spanish, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, yeah, I feel like I spent half my life complaining about the kickoff times on mm. Twitter. Um, it's something that I'll never get my head around. Why? Obviously, I know it's the TV that decide it. Yeah. Um, but is, I mean, is, is, is there any logical reason why they need to tell you three weeks before uh, when the kickoff is going to be? If it's Saturday or a Sunday, I know there's a lot of people that we both know on Twitter yes, who right. who travel from from afar. That's it. Uh, yeah. To watch games in Spain. Yeah, I, their, their life is made impossible for trying to arrange oh, weekends right. and things like this. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Um, and, I, and I think also they're well, they're actually underestimating the the amount of, of support that does come from abroad. And we're not actually always talking about just football tourists. We're talking about yeah. people who follow the club and, and are really Absolutely, excited yeah. about coming over and watching Getafe, for example, or Leganes because they've adopted them as their Spanish team. Uh, I'd say for me that, that's, that's, that's the most frustrating thing about football and I can't see uh, a logical reason. There really isn't one. Maybe when the, the cup yeah. is on later in the season, maybe does that, they have to look into it. But I don't know, it doesn't seem to be a problem in some other countries, other leagues don't seem to have yeah, this, uh, this issue, really. So, yeah, that's, so, that's right. I, you know, you'd have to, they'll have to tell us those, the, the, the powers that be at the top of the Spanish game, uh, yeah. who, because um, they're, they're incredibly on the ball after <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think I'm probably right in saying that you're more of a lower league fan uh, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people who, who come over to Madrid, a lot of people that are listening, well, mm. not that there'll be anyone listening at the moment. <laughs> But, sure. but they'll, they'll be interested in, in going to see the bigger teams. Yeah. Um, so I've I've decided to group the bigger teams as the the teams from La Liga and Segunda. Yes. Um, yeah. So just from a from a visitor's perspective or a ground hopper's mm. perspective, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts just quickly on on those teams. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Atleti, Atletico Madrid. Uh, okay, Atletico Madrid. As as I'm sure any listeners will know that, that they moved into a, a new stadium relatively recently for me as new stadiums go it's an absolute must you it's great have, isn't you it you have to go to it great views from I think 99% of the pitch I mean there's there's always unfortunately the odd seat with something in the way there's a I tiny mean, little pillar up there somewhere is, up high I think but, but, yeah. but you know it's an amazing new ground the acoustics seem really good I've been there for a couple of full houses incredible even when the game's not been particularly exciting yeah. I was even there I think the first time I went was when they played Elche in the Copa del Rey and I think there was only 35 40,000 there okay. and the atmosphere was was still good so 
Definite must. I would go there first, in fact. I was a bit worried, uh, as I think almost everybody was, yeah. when they left the Calderon. Uh, because uh, the Calderon was, for me, an unbelievable experience. Stadium. Yeah. Uh, it really, really was. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the worry is, are they going to be able to replicate the same atmosphere when they go to the new stadium? Yeah. The modern stadiums are like... Do you know they're just a bit identical sometimes? They are, aren't they? Yeah, out of town, a lot of plastic around, no, no character, personality. All the weather-worn years yeah, that have gone yeah. by, that, that's not there, is it? But uh, I think this is a good. I think as far as new stadiums go, this is one of the uh, one of the best ones I've, top I've seen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, uh, and it will sure. get better as well, won't it? They're, they are building around it. Uh, I think that the advice is to get off if you're on one of the, the metro lines to get off at the stop before yeah. maybe and go for a few drinks in a, a few local bars and, and walk up but even after the game I, I think we've got to look at the full picture for me the transport out of the grounds well organised well, yeah, if I compare good. it say to Wembley I've been over to watch England a number of times and you spend a long time queuing to get on the underground after but uh, at the Metropolitano as it is um, it's, it seems very well organised, very well run, and I think yeah, as, a, as a complete package, the day out, you're probably interested in the football and the ground. But I think it's yeah, it's, it's good, it's good, top notch. Uh, I'm a fan, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid next. Real Madrid. What can you say? It's the Santiago Bernabeu. It's an incredible football it's stadium. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, very, very steep uh, sides. Great place to watch, even on the fourth tier. I mean, yeah, they. They don't look like ants, do they, down there? But they, they do look quite small. But you do tend to <laughs> recognise... It's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit sabuto. But, I mean, OK, he's not there any longer. But, uh, you know, you knew who Cristiano was from the way he was standing or running. or <laughs> A lot of the players... Slicking his hair back. Exactly, looking up at the video scoreboard. Uh, I, I think some, so many of the players are well-known at that level that you kind of know them. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't watch that far back, maybe a, a third division game. Yes, but the Bernabeu, it really doesn't matter. And, the, you know, the, the cheap, cheapest seats are in, up, up with the gods, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you go in winter, they've got heaters, haven't they? They've, they've got heaters. I'm not a fan. Some people are. I'm not a big fan of heaters. When I go to a football game in December, I want to be cold. <laughs> I want to put on an extra layer. I want to get some hot food. Uh, I want to I experience that. The warmth of getting back on the train, on the metro, getting home, yeah, uh, and I, and I want to do all of that, all of that properly. Um, so I'm not a big fan of the of the heaters. Um, taking that aside, the area around the ground, it's 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 got plenty of bars. There's plenty of places to go out. It might look kind of quite relatively modern, but I think it's important for people to remember when the ground was built in the in the fifties, wasn't it? it was I think so. Yeah, when it was built, it was actually more or less surrounded by meadows. It was an out of town stadium, so it's amazing to think that now. Yeah. If you know what it is now, it's well, incredible to incredible think how Madrid's grown now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All those skyscrapers around it, the business centre. So for me, it's it's in a great location. I, I mean, it's pretty well connected by metro, by buses, even to get off a little bit earlier and walk the crowds before the game. Uh, again, some people are disappointed, aren't they, when they go for a La Liga game? I would say probably just from the point of view of the... Well, it would be the atmosphere, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I think sometimes yeah. it's true. If you just go to your run-of-the-mill yeah. La Liga game, um, then possibly you know the, the fans turn up. And I guess it's the same in most big teams. The fans is, turn yeah, up and right. just expect their team to put on a show. Sure, sure. So you know, if they score a goal, this is kind of... Oh, well yeah. done. Polite applause. That's Pat right. yourself on the back yeah, kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm sure I've not been to Classico or a Derby right. or yeah. a big European game. Sure. I've been to a few European games but in, yeah. the, in the groups. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, yeah. it could be electric. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I think you have to compare like for like. Don't 
compare Madrid v Eibar, for example, with your own local derby back home. I mean, yeah, got, yeah. yeah and Sale, they're not, you know, they've, they've got, Madrid have got some genuinely good, loyal fans. I think people forget that they've oh, got they some, do, uh, yeah. some people who just turn up for, to, for the victory parade as well, but they've got some good, good supporters. I think uh, the, I always remember the first time I went there and I was just came out of the top and it was right, right up in the gods yes. and it was just like, wow. That I was just is, like, yeah, an amazing feeling. It was such an amazing kind yeah. of Absolutely. Uh, place totally, to watch Totally football. agree. Great place. Great place. And then the heat, yeah, the heat, I remember the heaters yeah, as well because yeah. you didn't know they were coming on. No. So you just had like so many layers on That's right, and yeah. suddenly, <laughs> boom, the heaters come on and, and, and it ends up in your t-shirt. And you wear a t-shirt in <laughs> December. That, that's wrong, isn't it? It's <laughs> quite crazy. Yeah, it's quite crazy. Uh, okay, next one. Getafe. Getafe, okay. Uh, I've got... I've got to say, this is a, a club and a ground that gets, is, I think, much maligned in their first division days. It's a bit, from gets having, a bad rep. Yeah, because yeah, maybe they overpriced the tickets a little bit. Um, I think they could maybe still work on that a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, I'll trust others' uh, sort of uh, economic judgments. Yeah, people have qualified in that area that yeah. I'm not. Uh, in terms of a day out, I mean, it's very easy to get to from the centre. Um, I like the, 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 the street. It's in Teresa de Calcosta. Street, which I kind of quite like. Um, the, the again, the, it's it's surrounded by some well, on one side by um, by relatively modern blocks. I don't maybe from the seventies or eighties. And again, you can see with time the bars in that area, the the, the club shop, the where the Federación de Peñas, kind of their supporters clubs groups are based. Uh, there's a lovely atmosphere outside the ground before the game. It's it's a very uh, people say they're a little bit quiet. I've, luckily, I think you have been to some games where they've been quite yeah, noisy. I was actually fair. very pleasantly surprised when I went yeah. there because I'd heard about the reputation yeah. that people had yeah. like been talking about. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Sure. It, was, it was pretty noisy, yeah, actually. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good ground. You've got nice lot of space. You've got if you're at the top of the stand. Opposite the main stand, at the back, yeah. you can see back into Madrid City, which is quite nice as well. And I think also we'll obviously go to them next. You can see the floodlights of Leganes's ground. Yeah, just, quite just along the road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, as you can see how close their their neighbours are. I I'd definitely go. I go. I mean, I go to any ground once, Roddy. But I'd say Getafe is a great, a really good place to go. I've got no no qualms about going there. No, it's, I like it. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned them there, Leganes. Yep, they're they're South Madrid neighbours of, of Getafe. Uh, the moment enjoying enjoying a partnership in the first division although Lego have got it a bit tough as we speak they're, they're it's not rock, going too well rock bottom. so far is it um, I think if you're looking at your finances Lego win because they tend to charge a lot less at least for your uh, I think what we would call category B or C matches if they're playing fellow mid to lower table teams you can get tickets for 15 maybe 20 euros I've in, been a couple of times paying 15 I think yeah. yeah it's very good Really good. They'll obviously put it up a little bit against what, Atletico Madrid, Valencia, Real, Barca. Okay, I think they're entitled to do that. Um, exactly. Immediately around the ground, there's not too much in the way of sort of bars and sort of fan sort of fest things going. No, you're right. Yeah, uh, I think there's a big Mercadona supermarket. Um, that's what <laughs> sticks out. But get your cheap beers in there. Yeah, you can get your cheap beers in there. So yeah, you see a lot pre-match actually. I just enjoy the park and having a having a yeah, a it's beer true. Or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you get you have to get off either at one of the, the suburban train stations before or after. 
either of those, there are neighbourhoods with, with, with places to go out. But again, it's if you're in the Fondo Norte, so you're looking back towards Madrid, go to the back at half-time whilst you're enjoying your Bocadillo and you can get a great view back into Madrid. I mean, you get, and you get some glorious sunsets going, going uh, west. Uh, oh, yeah. Really, yeah. really lovely. Uh, and again, it always strikes me as a friendly club. But like Getafe, it's not a place I've ever seen any... Trouble. I'm not. It's not to say there are. Yeah. You know, in any football club, you might find a couple of characters. Yeah. They strike me as really just nice places to watch football. You get a nice afternoon or evening or night out. Yeah, I think like, one of the things that always strikes me about Leganes uh, when you go there is just the the kind of community aspect yes. of it. Yeah. Because uh, I always find whenever I've been there, everyone's been really late getting to their seats. It's not because they're not on the ground. It's because they're busy. Speaking to like, their next door neighbour who's sitting three, f- three rows in front of them. That's right. Yeah, or like yeah. their second cousin who's like they've spotted way over in the distance. I couldn't agree more, uh, Roddy. And that's quite... it. There's something nice about going there, and uh, so it's, it's a fun club to go to. Even in the, if if they go back down to the second division, they've they've now got a kind of core support that I think will, yeah. will stick with them. So you're not going to get so. the sort of um, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe they'd get two thousand for a second division game. Uh, yeah, now, no, it's amazing the change now. Yeah. Now you'll get something much bigger. So it's yeah, uh, yeah fun. The change is amazing. Yeah, uh, right. Rayo Vallecano up next. Yeah. Uh, well, there's no one who doesn't love Rayito. Is they're there a big favourite? Yeah, in general, I, yeah, I think because you come out of the metro station and the grounds there, and it reminds you of some old. It reminds you of some old British grounds in the sense of uh, kind of the the, the the street and there's there's the the entrance and the turnstile. With the emphasis on old, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, think of teams that uh, that have moved ground like a Leicester City, but the old Filbert Street. It was, yeah. You were right next to it, Luton Town. I think their ground is still in that position where you've got sort of houses next to the turnstiles. It's it's not quite, but it's in that sort of category. Yeah. Bars right over the road. Yeah. Lovely atmosphere. Um, a kind of. A kind of, let's say, a political element to, mm-hmm. to some of their fans. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but of course, that adds, that does add to the character, especially for a vir- uh, visitor uh, coming over once. They'll be quite fascinated by. There might be a boycott on one day. The boycott could be football related, but actually, sometimes it could be it could be about anything. It could be something else. Uh, yeah. And and the, the guys behind the the goal, the Bucaneros, they, they they if they're there supporting the team, they will really get behind them. Uh, and of course, it's a tight pitch, isn't it? It's you feel your yeah, the fans the are right on top of you, really. Yeah, yeah. Gr- terrific place. So, I mean, again, diff- it, to pick out all these grounds, I'd go to all of them. But I think if you're British, you can relate to the Rio experience, can't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. There's something. I think. I think similar. the problem. I think maybe one of the issues with Rio, and this might still apply to Getafe. Actually, I've not been this season, mm, so I'm not sure. Mm. Is the getting getting tickets? You, I mean, I, yeah. I don't think you'll not get a ticket, but you can't buy one online, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Or has that changed? No, no. As far as I'm aware, it's still the same. They're, still they're the same. very much... Um, they had a, a spell, I don't know, 15 years ago, they were in the Segunda Bay in the, te- the third tier yeah. for four seasons. And being a, a lower league fan, I bought a season ticket every year. And I think three of the years, the, the guy got my name wrong on the <laughs> on my season ticket pass oh, yeah. uh, in different ways, which was quite interesting, quite creative. Um, they kind of, you know, from the office to the kind of use, use of technology, um, it's quite interesting. It's a club we all love, I think, and we all yeah. kind of identify with the fans. But actually, there are other clubs that are better run. Oh, without doubt. That everybody, di- a lot of people dislike. It's quite curious that it, it's it, weird how it works, just, isn't it? Just yeah. to have a 
you know, a conversation about it. Rio, if Rio were certain bigger clubs in, in any country, they would be really hated because they, they do not run anything well. No. Uh, and no, I, no, no. I hope by the time this recording is made that they've improved, but I doubt it. We'll, be, we'll hold our bets. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like, I, I went with a group of my friends. Mm. We were over from Scotland. It was actually my friend's stag weekend. Oh. And we took him in there uh, and... It could, it could have gone either way because sure. you kind of think about it with a bunch of ultras. Absolutely. But we had an absolutely great time. They were so welcoming. Uh, everybody wanted to take a picture with us. They were giving us oh, our terrific. scarves to yes. take photos and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. And just singing non-stop. So it's yeah. a really good, no, a really no, good experience. And yeah, as 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 you say, go in the go in the fondo if you're going to Rio. Mm. Go in the fondo behind the goal yeah. if you can. Yes, yeah. it's, it's really good. Yeah, great fun. Um, right, Alcorcon. I'm going to come to next. Alcorcon. How would you well, sum up Alcorcon? I could sum them up as being the... Are they the only yellow team in Madrid? That, uh, What's a good question? Alcorcon B? Ah, very good, very good. I can't think of any others. Okay, so again, they're in the, they're in the I suppose, the commuter belt that Fetafe and yeah. Leganes are in. The same sort yeah. of, there's a lot of satellite towns south of Madrid, aren't they? Sort of south, yeah, south, a lot of teams west. in the south of Madrid, yeah. Uh, so again, the axis is just as easy in terms of train, metros, buses, you can get there. Um, it's a nice little ground. Again, I've seen it change from their, their third division days when I first arrived in Madrid. Um, I used to have multicoloured seats and seats in disrepair. Um, I, I think they've got a hardcore of support, which is great, but considering they got very near to La Liga one year, losing the playoff, the playoff final. A times, yeah. That's right. Uh, they were a goal away from going up against yeah. Valladolid. They, they, you kind of feel it's a shame that they do only get sort of 2,000, 2,500 yeah. for most games. And, uh, you know, it's not to criticise the club. Maybe they're doing everything they can. You're not going to get the most spectacular atmosphere in, in, in Madrid football. But take into account a lot of the teams they play in the second division have supporters who live in Madrid. So you're going to get normally get a decent away following, uh, but it's a tight ground. Uh, it's for me, it's a nice experience. It won't be for me one of my best footballing experiences, but I've been there enough times to say that it's a it's a nice nice day out. I always think Alcorcón's quite expensive. I don't know if you found that yourself. E, I think I think it is at the moment, isn't it? Is it uh, twenty five? Is it? I think it's twenty five, thirty, thirty maybe yeah. on the sides. Yeah, which considering that they're not playing the best brand of football no. I've ever seen. No. Um, and you know you don't get you don't get many great games there to be honest with you from what I've seen. Um, and then we, we've just mentioned Leganes's price strategy. So you, yeah, you feel ten, fifteen euros. Could they have a better campaign for season tickets? There's, there's, there's a big population there. All, all of the towns down there have 150, yeah. 160, 120, 200,000. Exactly. exactly. That's why you don't always realise how big these yeah, places are. Sure. Um, you know, because you just think they're being swallowed up, swallowed yeah. up by Madrid. That's but right. if you take them as cities by themselves, yeah. again, they should probably have better support, yeah. you, would, I th- you would imagine. I think so. Again, if you take them to comparable cities in. France, Germany, Belgium, England, yeah. Scotland, you'd expect them to have a few more people following. Yeah, yeah I would say so, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, last one I'm going to come on to is Fuenlabrada. Yeah, we'll come Segunda of, New Boys. Yeah, the new kids on the block, aren't they? They kind of, uh, well, of course, they're playing the Fernando Torres, is their stadium, because he's the, I think, the most famous son of. Uh, of the town, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good uh, stadium names actually with very recognisable figures because you have got the Vicente del Bosque, 
That's right. Uh, that's right. You've got Alfonso Perez and right. Hetafe. Yeah, there's a few good it's ones. Even yeah. one of the Mosteles grounds is the Iker Casillas. Casillas as well. So, yeah, that's, that's true. grounds named after them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. right. Um, so I mean, in fact, they're now making their debut very successfully so far in the in the second division. Um, the, the, it's a nice ground because again, considering it's new, it probably needs a bit of time to to you know to get some rust on it or, or something. Yeah. It's a bit of a trek out, isn't it? And this is in relative terms. It's very easy. If you want to go yeah. there, you'll get there. Um, but the the council or somebody, someone's helped out a lot there because they used to play in a ground that had a lot of snakes and rats on the other side of the oh, city. Right? Yeah, I the old, the old okay. municipal, the Aldehuela, I think it was called. Um, but now they, they, they play this, this lovely new facility, which they, they're slowly expanding, and they're, they're finding the usual problems of a new team in the second division, mm. uh, where they'll play quite a big side. And in fact, we've got some friends, I think, who tried to go last week against Real Zaragoza, who's obviously a big draw in that division. Yeah. And they all turned up and were disappointed they'd sold out. So they couldn't not, get in, yeah. not to put people off, but I think to, to you know, check online uh, beforehand. Uh, to go there, but again, we're not talking about walking twelve kilometres, changing seventeen buses, or no. it's it's maybe one train and one metro from the centre. It's and then a fifteen-minute walk, maybe. It's easy to get there. Yeah, very it's, easy it's to get not there. Difficult, and yeah. I think it's definitely worth it just from for the the mascot alone. Oh yes, yes. Whose name actually escapes me right now? Kiriko. Kiriko, I think it's Kiriko, right. isn't it? Yeah, that's, He's that's kind of a big. Um, Chicken? This is a massive chicken, I think. Yeah, yeah. a very a massive chicken. Is better uh, put, yeah. And I'm pretty sure, <laughs> at least last season or the season before when I went there, um, just above the tunnel, uh-huh. they've got like, basically a replica of him. It's just a massive plastic That's one. Right, and the players than, running underneath yeah. it, which is <laughs> Rather than welcome to Anfield, you get the chicken. Yeah. You get the massive, <laughs> yeah. the massive chicken, yeah. Um, right, well, just going back to the, going back to the lower leagues, mm-hmm. uh, what is it would you say that attracts you to the lower leagues in particular? Because I guess everybody probably starts off with La Liga. Oh, of and course then, they do, yeah. And, and I you did. kind of work your way down after a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, it's that, that sense of, um, oh, sound a bit cliche, but it is more of a more of a footballing family down there, I think, isn't it? It's 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 a bit like, let us say, I don't know if this is your experience in Madrid. If you go to a bar two or three times, you're remembered, yeah, and you're normally given free more free food if they yeah. didn't give you free food the first time, <laughs> yeah. and you might get a beer on the house quite quickly, yeah. Uh, and that could have taken maybe twelve months of drinking in in certainly in England anyway. If you put the hours in, yeah, exactly. If you transfer that to local football here, I think you'll find that you'll make feel very welcome very quickly, and mm. people remember you very quickly. And you feel, even if you're not a true supporter, you feel part of some of the clubs very quickly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. And people will come up and say hello, ask how you're doing, and uh, and stuff. Um, and it's true I, that kind of feeling just makes you want to go back. It get, get, that, gets you, gets you involved, doesn't it? It, it cooks you. Yeah. Totally, and of course, and the pricing on the whole is, is really it's affordable. Um, yeah. uh, unlike what most of our, th- our friends think, we don't sit under a palm tree like earning great fortunes in Madrid. We no, uh, we're, not. we're certainly earn enough to, to, to keep ourselves in bread and jam. But it's more affordable at that level, isn't it? To go, yeah. uh, as you know, I've taken my daughter to a. She's now four years old to a few games, and 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 people have been really nice to her. People in the kiosk giving her free crisps. People, you know, finding somewhere for her to sit. Uh, somewhere to play, giving her a little toy. It's, it's those little gestures, I think, that uh, that you that you remember. Uh, go a long way, don't they? Remember, absolutely, go a long way. So, in terms of a, of an experience, you've you've got to go to the big clubs. I mean, I, I, you know, I, all those seven seven teams we mentioned, all yeah. of those, I'd go to, of course. 
but because you've got that window, at, we said 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12 maybe, you've got a window where you can have a completely different experience and a really nice, a proper Madrid experience. I That's think, it. Well, well. What else are you going to do on Absolutely. a Sunday? On a Sunday morning, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Uh, have you got any particular lower league highlights that you would, you would recommend? Um, we could honestly be here until Christmas, and it's only late October. Isn't it? So um, <laughs> we'll pick a few out. Let's say, as a as a football fan, I like to combine it with with something else if I can, be it local culture with a, a nice bar, a nice restaurant, or something. So to pick something out out of Madrid, we haven't mentioned. I'd, I'd recommend Alcalá. Mm. Um, oh yeah. They Fantastic currently play City. the third division, the fourth tier. Yeah, um, and it's. What is it? Forty minutes by train? About that, I think. Yeah, something like that. Get there easily from the city centre. Yeah, yeah. lovely city uh, where, uh, in fact, Cervantes, the the writer, uh, if you, you've read your Don Quixote at home, uh, he's uh, he he lived there for a period of time, didn't he? There's yeah. a university cities, a lot of young people, it's an old centre, but they've got a football team. So, what a great place to watch! It's lovely it's, ground, it's a lovely ground. It's a, it's very old school, isn't it? It yeah. could be. Lower division England, Scotland, sort of circa eighties, maybe. Yeah, that kind of style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah really, really, uh, really good ground. So I pick that one if you want to combine football with 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 a day out. Yeah, about tourism, about culture. That, that's it for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to stay in the city itself, um, a few teams again in the third division would be Via Verde, which obviously we know very well. Yep. Um, again, it's 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 a bit old school. It's got an old curva terrace, extremely welcoming. Um, Fans, their own ultras group, the bar, the kiosk, lovely, very cheap. Let's say as well, the the the, the food and drink yeah. is, uh, and they also have the I think it's the oldest serving pre- uh, president in Europe. Oh, that's right, don't they? yeah. Um, I mean, do you know how long? More or less. We're talking something like we're looking at fifty years, something, something like I mean, that, he, isn't it? He, yeah. He's he's not a young guy, but he's not. I'm going to guess he was president in his twenties. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly don't know the full story, but it's so uh, you've got that fascinating element. You've even got a really interesting. Um, I wouldn't normally say this changing room block yeah. behind the goal. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Looks like a bit like a cricket pavilion and yeah, a, it's like in a, and a kind of I don't know Andalusian sort of building. I, 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 I comes across like that, yeah, yeah, yeah right, sort yeah. of white wall, and so I, I'd pick that one out. Um, I think Via Verde. The good thing about Via Verde. There's a bar on either side of the pitch. Yes, yeah, which um, yeah. is oh, that's outstanding. Outstanding to watch a half on each side, exactly, it, I think, yeah. and uh, fill the coffers of both bars. Exactly, as, as, yeah. As You'll never run dry. Uh, um, I think I think another one we'd pick out, and it's not the the, the ground itself's not uh, the most fascinating one, but it's where Unión Darve are mm. currently playing. Yeah. in in the, the same division, uh, the Vicente del Bosque. Yeah, which the you one mentioned earlier. Because yeah. you've got it's actually in front of uh, kind of Madrid's uh, Madrid's kind of version of the Manhattan skyline isn't it it's got four and at the moment four and a half because they're building a new one mm, skyscrapers yeah, yeah. immediately behind the the pitch so which makes quite a stunning view good for good if you like a bit of photography it's a very people. it's very unique yeah shall we say so it's good I don't, yeah, again it's a, it's a nice place to watch football you can you can uh, but it's not it's not got perhaps the same character as the other grounds but I'd um, I'd pick that one out. You still go, well. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah still worth absolutely. well worth a visit for yeah. sure. So there'd be um, three I'd pick out. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you pick the games you go to? Do you pick well in advance? Do you decide you know the day yeah. before? Do you... As you know, it's it's a danger as we've already <laughs> touched on to pick out too far in advance. Yeah. You, you might be disappointed. Don't plan too far ahead. But of course, I love. I mean, I think you know. I've got I've got a little notebook and I and I I, I look weeks sometimes months in advance kind of dreaming and planning and then doing something completely different yeah um so sometimes i honestly i wake up sunday morning and think 
I don't know where I'm going and I'll have a quick look and run out. Other days I've, I've planned in advance, maybe because we've had a few friends are going to a particular game, maybe maybe one day I actually want to escape from the world and mm. I'll choose a game where, where there's no one going. Um, it could be for any number of reasons. I think as the season goes on, you tend to look a little bit more at the league table, don't you? Maybe and yeah, maybe see what games that, have got something yeah, something running right exactly. on them. I think before Christmas, it's kind of a different setup, and then post Christmas, you look at yeah. relegation, promotion, playoff battles, and six pointers, and uh, uh, and that's when you start, yeah, even punching the air with the odd goal. That's uh, right. Yeah, playoffs. The playoffs in particular. If you're ever in magical. Spain, a playoff time, yeah, mid May to uh, mid May to. Six weeks of yeah. of really helter skelter football, big crowds, away support for once, so all the things yeah. that perhaps you don't normally get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes a bit of controversy, some great football, some oh, absolute drama. I think the Spanish playoffs for me. I can speak about the English ones. The English ones are good, but the Spanish ones for me beat the English ones by a long way. I don't know what you'd say about the Scottish ones, but. Uh, which are again pretty dramatic at times. But. I've not yet. I've never really, never really thought about comparing them. But I'd probably, I'd probably agree with you actually, mm. um, because I think it's just so widespread, isn't yeah. it? And it's just yeah. so many games and so many things yeah. going on, and like that's right. Yeah, it's very cutthroat. I, I mean, I think one the, mistake and you're out. One mistake and you're out. And I think, I think to explain to people, you can win win the league here by twenty points. You do not get promoted. And whilst that seems very unfair, it's partly. It's victims of the geography of the country and yeah. maybe even the professionalisation down the league. The organisation of the league. That's right. Well, yeah. so it's quite a difficult conundrum, that one. Um, and, and I think the, the, what's great about it is you'll get teams that normally only travel maybe maximum of 50 kilometres to a game, if, in Madrid's case anyway, suddenly have to travel 400 kilometres yeah. to play a small village in, in Galicia. Uh, and that, you know, that, the whole village will turn out for the game and it's their big big moment of the year isn't it so that's it it's, it's, kind of, it's very it's, special it's unique. It's unique. so definitely look out for the uh, the playoffs the yeah. lower league playoffs at the end of the season for sure um, right okay I'm going to do some quick fire questions mm-hmm. and you can well you can decide how quick fire the answers will be it's, it's up to you <laughs> okay, uh, I'll right, do my best first of all the best old ground best old ground um, to say something different I would say and this is a childhood memory thing which people will relate to would be Chelmsford City's unfortunately now demolished Little yeah. Street ground which was okay. one of the great non-league grounds of England with capacity was 15 16,000 and had a really big shed stand that would definitely be one um, and even it's it's pretty old now Port Vale's ground again I think you have to go with your, your club ground in the sense that there's a lot of good memories there yeah. uh, you feel as if you grew up to some extent in those places and um, okay yeah. I like it yeah. I choose those two right best new ground new grounds I think we've already mentioned the Metropolitano if yeah. I'm going to go for a Spanish one I choose that um, a ground I really like visiting it seemed to be quite similar to the Metropolitano was the National Arena, National Stadium in Bucharest. I'm not completely sure of the title, but it's the one where Atleti played Athletic Bilbao. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Europa League, League final, wasn't it? Yeah. And I had the, the, the privilege to see the um, Bucharest derby, Dinamo v. Stoya, or um, whatever their acronym is now. Re- really good, again, good stadium, good acoustics. I imagine seeing a sort of Romania and a qualifying game where they need to win to get into the. the the European Cup would be pretty special there. And another one, actually, I saw in in July, August, was the, it's the Dinamo Stadium in Minsk. 
Okay. It's a bit of a strange one. This they actually it was rebuilt for the European Games, which Minsk coasted in July. I wasn't aware at the time. Uh, All right. And it's 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 quite. It's only about twenty thousand. It's got an athletics track. But what I liked about it was the fact they've kept the old front and facade uh, outside. So outside, it still looks old. You go inside, it's completely modern. And I think they've done a really good job. So to, that would be my three newish ones. Okay, I like it. I like it. Right. Uh, best bar? Best bar. Um, I think I'd have to go for the one at Moscardo. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a team currently in the fifth tier of Spanish football. Um, but they were once in the second division, for I think, for a season. Uh, and you've been there, haven't you, quite recently? It's, yeah. it's It's just one of those bars that... I'll be honest with you, I could quite easily spend all day in there, uh, eating, and drinking, you, chatting. And you maybe have, have you? No. I possibly have once, <laughs> I don't know. But um, I'd say the only, let's go minor negative, you can't see the pitch from the bar, but it's got a, gr- a really good bar, uh, an enormous terrace. Yeah, it's huge, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Even a, a sort of restaurant area where there's sort of canopy marquee. There's people that go there just... Just to have lunch, don't they? Just to have lunch. Just to have lunch. In fact, the bar's so good. Uh, in summer, I went to a pre-season game with some friends down the road, but our pre-match beer was in that ground. All oh, right, because the bar's open every evening. So it's open, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it's just good, and it feels like yeah, you've been there. Like there's families out for it. It's not. It doesn't feel like just a football game. It's kind of half time. It's it's football, but then after the game, it's families having having lunch. It's it's a nice blend. That that top bar, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, best atmosphere. Best atmosphere would be probably. I've been to a couple of Seville derbies at both stadiums, at the Benito Villa Marina and at the Sanchez Pijuan. Uh, for me, the Seville derbies just something incredible in, in Spanish terms. I mean, as you know, your biggest the biggest derby is the team that you support against their rival. I mean, it doesn't matter who you support. Um, but from a, a Spanish perspective, it's the one derby where the two teams in the city have got... Sevilla's been more successful recently, but in terms of support in general, and size, yeah. and it's not Levante, Valencia, Espanyol, Barcelona. Until recently, Atletico and Real Madrid was was quite lopsided, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, easy, the best atmosphere. I have been to a Madrid derby, which is pretty pretty good. Pretty good it was in well, the Bernabeu, in the Calderon? It was in the Bernabeu, but it was it's that strange year where Atletico Madrid actually got relegated. Oh, uh, yeah. But they beat Real Madrid and then they didn't beat Real Madrid for 15 years or That's right, something it, yeah. and I was there so uh, it was kind of it's quite exciting it was, yeah, it was quite good fun that one yeah Seville Dari is definitely at the oh, top of my yeah. list incredible, be, incredible. I've not been a incredible. Uh, just to say n- I've not seen a derby there but let's say a, a ground that just gave me a great atmosphere was at Sporting Gijón okay. El Molinón I saw them play last year against Reus um, who unfortunately disappeared during the oh, season no longer, so I had two season tickets for teams that Got relegated, and I went to see another team that went bankrupt. I feel awful about that. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely all your fault. All no, one else, no one else is to blame for that. <laughs> um, on that particular day, Sporting were pretty atrocious. They got a very lucky penalty to equalise at the end, and yet you thought, "Wow, this atmosphere is good." If the team's any good, it's, the roof's going to come off. It's that's a good place. I was in Gijón last year, and it wasn't a game on when I was right. there, but. Like I went around and took some pictures of the stadium and posted them on Twitter, and I got yeah. so many people mm, commenting, yeah, yeah, liking and yeah. retweeting. So you it's can tell they're really, yeah, they're into, into I think it. It's yeah. One of those cities where I'm sure there's bars for Madrid fans, but I think the locals are mostly, yeah. mostly sporting, right? Yeah. Um, most welcoming club. Um, from my experience, it's really 
difficult to judge, isn't it? Because you go to a lot of clubs once and, and, and yeah. maybe the guy on the gate's friendly or unfriendly and that dictates how you feel. But I would say, because I've been quite a lot, Via Verde have always been very friendly to me. Their fans, the guys, the kiosk, even the, even the, the president's been nice. Um, and Union Darve possibly will be another one where they, one. they contact... Uh, there's clubs that use social media very well, which is something, of course, we didn't have years ago, did we? And the clubs that use that well give off the right sort of image wanting yeah, those to go two back especially are good, I yeah think, uh, I was just going to say I think Adarve, a couple of seasons ago I, I didn't go to as many games and actually the guy who ran the Twitter took the time to write to me he said why haven't you been being, been at the game I recently uh, and I said I'll be honest it's because uh, my daughter's now out of kind of you know she's at a particular age where they actually closed part of the ground so you could only sit in the stand and I said look she needs somewhere to run around she's you know and he said oh don't worry about that we'll make an exception for her and you can come and sit down with the photographers and the press and I just thought the, 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 the gesture of, of getting into contact and that that always leaves yeah, a, a good taste so I, I nice. desperately wanted to go back for that for that reason so that's nice yeah, yeah. Um, oh sorry I do oh, have to jump in on. here sorry no, no, not at all. being a big Betis fan as you know there's oh, a club course. in Madrid called Betis San Isidro. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, now in about the sixth tier, uh, formed by Betico, uh, Beticos in the 1930s, I believe, which makes them probably one of the oldest Madrid clubs. I think I saw somewhere it was the sixth oldest sixth in Madrid, oldest, I think, right. yeah. And again, as another club, and again, you know, I've tried to promote them a little bit on social media. Their sporting director uh, always invites me over and says, come to, come to the next game. We're playing at this this time, at this, you know, this venue. And one time I went, Quite recently, I, I turned up and he, he actually gave me a couple of shirts and a scarf and oh, uh, lovely, yeah. said, you know, Lester, thank you very much for trying to promote us on on uh, social media. And certainly, you know, it's little things like that. You don't go to a game for a, to get a free T-shirt or anything. You don't get that so, at Real Madrid or Athletic Madrid. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's that that's, personal, that's it that family thing. And yeah. uh, so again, also, you know, that's 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 a quite a nice team to watch as well. Quite friendly, yeah. Okay. Uh, most pleasant surprise? Really... Oof. I think everywhere has a surprise. A really difficult question. Um, I think the, the most pleasant su- surprises would be the ones where you're going to a ground and, let's say, lower league. You, you're a bit worried you're going to a, what might be a field with maybe <laughs> 20 people and a dog and just a few posts. And you turn up and, in fact, the whole of the local community are supporting the team. Yeah. And they've got scarves out. They've got a nice little social club. They've even got a stand uh, they've got some trees where you can sit in the shade. They've got good food. I'd say the surprise is up where your expectations are down. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, and yeah, sure, and you, yeah, you've been That's to some it. little grounds, haven't you? And you're like, you weren't expecting much when you got there. It's like, I could come much here better again. Than you thought. I'd come yeah, back yeah, next yeah, week yeah. if I, if I lived in this area. I'd yeah. be watching this team every Irregular, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the the opposite. The most disappointing experience. Maybe, maybe as you said, your expectations were maybe quite high, but I didn't quite live up to them. Yeah, um, around you like less than you thought you would. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, the most disappointing experience that they wouldn't be now would be the first times I went to these identikit stadiums. Okay, uh, yeah. is that not really original answer? But yeah, I mean, it might have been Middlesbrough or somewhere. So this is not to pick on Middlesbrough. It's at the Riverside's a very good stadium, but it's the first time I went to a ground that. The walk to the stadium, there was nothing around it. There was no... Wickham Wanderers was another one, I think. I went to their ground once. And, and of course, the, the clubs themselves, they're, they're, they're great clubs with great histories, but it's always a bit disappointing. I think now you know you're going to get 
that. So you, you, yeah, your expectation goes down. It, it doesn't really matter. So okay. Right, you've got to choose your ideal four-game weekend in Madrid. Now, the fixtures fall into uh-huh. place, so you get the fixtures any way you want them, in terms of kick-off times. I've organised the kick-off times. You've organised <laughs> the kick-off times, <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. You're now uh, in charge okay. of all of the football federations. Can, can I say, if only, and that's not meant in a big-headed big headed way. <laughs> I'm sure I could do a better job. You uh, probably could. <laughs> yeah, it would not be surprised. Uh, you and me too. Um, so you've got a four-game weekend in Madrid. Where do you, where do you go? I would go. So, we, if we're going, we're going, so we're going Saturday, Sunday, aren't we, obviously? Yeah, we'll do Saturday, yeah, we'll Sunday. Do Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. You've flown in on Friday. Um, let's hope then. So I've organised uh, the South Madrid derby. This is Leganes Getafe. Nice, let's say nice for the lunchtime kickoff, one o'clock, that kind of time. Nicely done. A really good place to stop. You can get your bocadillo on the ground because oh, they're very good in Butaque. I'm glad to believe. Yeah, I'd go for the one at Leganes. It's a smaller ground. It's a, little, it's a better atmosphere. And again, not to say Getafe's bad. Um, then my evening game we're, we're going to go big time on the Saturday so the evening game would be the Madrid derby clearly oh, okay, okay double derby in, yeah. in the Metropolitano again because I think atmospheres have got the edge on yeah, on the Santiago Bernabeu but again we're you know clearly I would have sold tickets to the away fans in the away section so we've got a nice a nice atmosphere yeah uh, so that would be my that would be my late game on the on the the Saturday. Head into town, enjoy some lovely food and drink, and uh, don't go to bed too early though. Too late though, because you've got to be up early for some lower league. Was well, early Sunday. early game on Sunday? Early game, and it would be it, I'm going to go Via Verde Sunday morning because we're yeah. in the city, so we've got to do the distance. Yeah, get a hit uh, of the dog on Sunday morning either side of the pitch. It's winter, yeah. have some caldo kind of there. There's soup with a little bit of cheeky Ooh. sherry in it, maybe. Yeah. Nice big bocadillo. Um, I'd do that as my, my morning go. Via Verde, maybe a local derby. It'd be against Carabanchel or Moscardo if they're in the same division. Uh, and then if we're looking at... You see, I think we could possibly get two more games in here, Roddy. I think this is a five-game weekend. Okay, because, all right, all right, okay. Because the, the, the fixtures, if we've got an 11.30 kickoff, we can then get a five o'clock in. Yeah. I think we can get a five That's o'clock true. in. And and it would it could be, I think, I'm trying to think who actually plays in the afternoon regularly, but let's say Alcorcon uh, mm-hmm. have been given a five o'clock slot. Okay. Now, it would be yeah. great if they were playing Fuenlabrada because that would be a local derby. That would be ideal. Yeah. That would be perfect. And then you could easily make it back. Finish at seven, you'd be back in Vallecas for eight, an hour before the nine o'clock kickoff. Yes. Rayo are playing absolutely anybody. It doesn't love matter. That would finish your weekend. I think you've got five games and you've done South Madrid derby, the Big Madrid derby, the Segunda derby. Via Verde if you're proper local league yeah. experience with good food, friendly people. And then Rayo, for so many people, one of the best. Uh, grounds to visit and, and, and districts as well it's a great place I think I'd choose that one I love that yeah. sign me up for that right now we're going to do it we're going to do it I'll, I'll have a I'll, word I'll, with I'll uh, is it Rubiales or uh, uh, Mr what's his name Debas Debas who knows right now uh, yeah. who knows who's in charge yeah. who knows okay. <laughs> I like that I like that right future going to finish just by speaking about the future uh, are there any clubs or grounds that you've not been to that you really want to go to the great thing about the hobby is there always will always more. be something, but in the in the short term, I'd like to do a few more in the in the Castilla area. Yeah. Um, if I could do, I've completed all the Madrid third division. I think you know, so I'd like to do the third division in Castilla-La Mancha, in Castilla-Leon, um, Zamora, uh, Burgos, some of the sort of traditional Castilian cities. So we're combining. Yeah, it's worth a visit. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Also, I, my other big dream is to go to a game in all 55 UEFA member 
countries. Oh yeah. So by the time I'm maybe by the time I'm 55, I don't know. Um, how many? How many? How many did you say you've done? It's 21 or 22, but I've only okay. recently started thinking about it. So if I need to, yeah, you could plan. You could plan. Yeah. You can make that happen. Um, but I've not actually bizarrely done Portugal or Italy yet, which are quite near. So I think I'd All like right. to do them. If not before Christmas in the new year, uh, and do a Benelux tour, mm. maybe Netherlands, Belgium, uh, Luxembourg. I've thought about that. Yeah. You get about France in as well, maybe as well. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to do. As you know, to my shame, I've never watched a game in Scotland. So clearly, I know lots of Scottish people, know lots of Irish people. There's there's three footballing nations that I've got to got to do. So wow, they've got they're all on, they're all on the let's say in the next two years. Just waiting for you. Just Absolutely, for you. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, right. Finally, have you got any any ground hopping objectives for the for the new season or even any trips? Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we're, we're trying to do, and I think it touches on what we were talking about earlier about the sort of cultural element of people going to different grounds and and, and seeing people. And, and I've, I've recently found out there's actually a refreshing amount of Madrilenios that want to do something similar to us. Yeah. So we've started, I think as you know, we, we've started something called, called um, Dia, or Dia or Dias, it could be plural, the Football Modesto, uh, kind of loosely based around the great idea they had in, in the UK of non-league day UK, which yeah. I think is very well uh, promoted, of trying to, at the beginning, get some like-minded people together, have a beer, watch some football, eat some food, uh, then go to a second game uh, in the afternoon after lunch. Um, what I'm trying to do is get as many people that we know, friends, friends of friends, um, locals, international visitors uh, together. And, and you know, a club that normally gets 200 people, I think they're very grateful if 25 people turn up. And, Extra few and on all, the game, yeah. And all have some food and drink, and uh, and hopefully they see that you know we're, we're just good fun people and we love our football. So I mean that would be something. And, and as you know, we've already said football is an international language. You've got so much in common. You can have nothing else in common. Uh, be it you know, sort of politically, socially, where you you came from originally, it doesn't matter. We're all pretty much the same once we're in a football in a football uh, stadium. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I think me, that's that's the objective for this year. Let's grow lower league in Madrid, and if we can add our little bit to that, brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, you know, so any of you who follow either of us on Twitter will have mm. seen we've been posting about this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. football modesto. Football modesto is the term they kind of use for well, modest football. Literally, yeah, yeah. it's kind of lower league football. Lower you league, would, you yeah, probably kind of translate it as professional downwards. Um, yeah, and as yeah, for me, it's been great. You've obviously done a fantastic job organising it because you've been you, the main and really good fun as well. The main driver anyway. of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's been absolutely great. And I think even from the first one to the second one, I think it was a big. Yeah, we've got in numbers, quite a lot so. of people together. Yeah, actually, I think yeah, no, we did really, really well. Really good. Great to meet some new people, see, and even see some faces that you've you've seen on, on social media for a number well, of years. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's you. So you that's reckon, been, I recognise that <laughs> username. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's been good. So let, let's hope we can. And that's uh, I think a bit of a team effort there. Hopefully, we can all make that, that yeah, grow within the next that's gonna, season or two. Perhaps. I think that's so, going to keep growing. Yeah, keep growing for that's sure. That's the plan. Yep. Right. Well, Lester, it's been an absolute pleasure. Rodney, thank, thank you, you so for, much for your time. Thank you for inviting uh, me. Thank you for inviting me to such a luxury bar. It's, because it's got considerably <laughs> noisier since yes, we started, so yeah, hopefully you can yeah. still hear us. So you've, you've heard the end of our uh, Spanish lunchtime. Spanish lunchtime. <laughs> I know, we've just crept into there. Um, anyway, uh, yes, make sure you follow Lester on uh, on Twitter, at Football Pirate, mm-hmm. um, and you will no doubt find him uh, in a Madrid football ground near you Absolutely. very, very soon. Yeah, I think it's something else we should just finish with. Anyone visiting the city... Get in touch with any of us. We'll be so happy to uh, take you to a ground, invite you somewhere. Absolutely, because uh, really, that's that's kind of what it's all about, isn't it? Is that ultimately? Yes. And there's nobody who, as I mentioned before, there's nobody who knows more about it than than Lester. So be sure to to get in touch with them. Very kind. 
So that's it for the first ever episode of the Team on Tour's Real Football Stories. I think this is the most comprehensive guide to the Madrid football scene that you're likely to find. But it's a really brilliant insight from Leicester. Uh, and now you're all set for a memorable ground-hopping trip to Madrid. So as we mentioned, you can find Leicester on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for Football Pirate. Uh, and also be sure to follow me, Roddy Cons, at the Team on Tour on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm based in Madrid, so that means there will be plenty of Spanish football chat going on on the podcast. But that's absolutely not exclusive, and I have to stress that. This podcast is all about giving people the chance to tell their football stories from whatever angle that might be. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. The podcast should already be available on a few different podcast platforms, and that number is going to be increasing in the next little while too. Uh, And if you're listening, then, well, I guess you've already found it. So well done. Uh, So yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe. Let me know what you thought of episode number one, and I'll speak to you again next week.